It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are here to talk about the Super Bowl. And uh, my name is Max. I'm host of uh, Squaring Up the Sharp here with my co-host Austin Weinrich. How you doing, Austin? Well, we missed a week, Max, and uh, the world's turned to shit. We got the <laughs> Wu-Tang flu out in China. The Wu-Tang <laughs> flu. That's I, I hadn't heard of it until you texted me that, and I, I, I'm starting to think that that's maybe what I have. So, <laughs> you know, stay away. But, uh, yeah, like you said, we missed last week. I was pretty much dying, and... Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, Max. <laughs> um, so, you know, we do apologize for that. I, I just couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't bring my – I was – you know, we were texting back and forth. You know, I was telling you I'll try to gut it out, but I would have had – I would have been sitting here having a coughing attack, and I still might, just so you know. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a rough couple weeks for me. And I'm still feeling the effects, if you can't tell. You know, I'm – Still a little still, stuffed. Still a little stuffed, and, you know, my, my uh, cough refuses to go away. Uh, it's been better, but uh, here we are. So we had to get this in because – you know, it's Friday now. The Super Bowl is two days away. Um, we do have a lot, to t- a lot to talk about in terms of the game, some prop bets. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of Eli Manning retirement because we hadn't done that yet, even though that was, you know, last week. But we hadn't had a chance to talk about it, so we're going to uh, discuss that a little bit. But before we get into all that, uh, we are presented by The Link. Make sure to check out the website, linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q sports.com. Uh, everything's free betting now, so we've been doing some fun prop bets and stuff for the Super Bowl. So make sure to check that all out. Again, that's lynqsports.com, and everything's free. No reason not to. So head over to the website. And uh, we're going to start off with some Eli Manning, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, our quarterback, I remember when he was drafted in 04, watching the draft. You know, it was him, a weird draft. Him forcing his way out of yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, is uh, it was a pretty smart move. Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, it worked out well for him. Uh, you know, when he looks back on, I mean, he would have been playing with L. Ladanian Tomlinson <laughs> and Antonio Gates and those guys, but at the end of the day, he's got he would two have had Super Bowls and an owner who wanted to move the city because the city wouldn't give him money to build the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's uh, I think I think he made out, and you know whatever happened at, on draft day, whether it was his dad or or whatever, uh, you know. Well, that seems to the be the thing was uh, it was his dad was pushing for it. I guess he knows the owner, Dean Spanos. I think is the Chargers owner. Yeah, so he kind of called it before it happened. That he's uh, no- notoriously cheap. I mean, even last year it was um, the Bosa. Joey Bosa held out. Oh yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, and that that was a big thing. They, and that was, that's yeah. a set rookie deal. <laughs> yeah, all the well, numbers are set. <laughs> I, I actually looked into this a couple of days ago because I was curious about this. I, and a, a big part of it was is the guaranteed money part. He teams, you know, when you give somebody a rookie deal, you don't give them all the guaranteed money right off the bat. You try to delay it over a couple of years so you don't have that all front loaded. And he wanted all that. Right off the bat, all the guaranteed money, and the owner was like, "No, I'm not <laughs> giving you that." So, that w- that was the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously his ownership would have been completely different. <laughs> his his supporting cast, which you could argue the supporting cast was better, but that goes to show you that it's like, all right, <laughs> I mean, he uh, might have done more with less. 
you know, going to the Super Bowl with, you know, uh, Amani Toomer and, you know, Plaxico Burris. Yeah, Steve Smith, who had the, had 112 catches in a year with and Eli then, Manning and then just fell off the face of the planet. You know, Plaxico Burris, and then he shoots himself in the leg. Tiki Barber, who they didn't go to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl with, but he's bashing <laughs> Eli Manning the whole time that he's playing with him. What was it, uh... Because you couldn't Jeremy leave. Shockey. I mean, these none of these guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah, and so that I mean, to me, that's an argument for him. Uh, you know, playing with Brandon Jacobs and uh, Mod Bradshaw, these guys who came fit in, who were fourth and seventh round picks. Yeah. So you know, it's it's when you look at his overall record, one hundred and seventeen and one hundred and seventeen. That's what everyone turns to, and that's everyone's case. They're making for him not deserving the Super Bowl, uh, the Pro Bowl, I mean, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't really, you know, everyone wants to say, well, take out the Super Bowls and the and the playoffs, and and look at his stats. It's like how can you <laughs> how can you take out the 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 two most important things on any quarterback's re- or the the most important thing on any quarterback's resume is Super Bowls. Yeah, I and he has two of them, two MVPs. I don't really know how you can make the argument that he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But I mean, it depends on who's in the class. That's true, too. Because now they're talking about, all right, well, if Brady retires, <laughs> then he's in the class. All right, if Drew Brees retires, he's which those guys, I don't think those guys are retiring. So, I mean, you would have to give it to him over Rivers because it looks like Rivers is out. In L.A., that seems to be the big news that... Yeah, he moved to... Florida. Picked up and moved permanently. <laughs> not not just, you know, for the for the offseason. He, he's out there permanently. But, yeah, the whole argument is Eli versus Rivers because of the, what happened on draft day. To me, I mean, this is not even as a Giants fan. I don't know how you can make the argument. They played the same amount of... Let's see. He, uh... Phil Rivers played 228 games. Eli played 236. Philip Rivers has a couple thousand more passing yards. He's got 30 more touchdowns, uh, less interceptions. He's got a, he's got six more regular season wins. So when you look at that, people just want to look at that and say, "Well, his numbers are better. He's a better quarterback." But then you look at the playoffs, right? And that's the big difference is Phillip Rivers went to one AFC championship game. He has a 5-6 and six record in the playoffs. He's got under 60% completion. He's got 14 touchdowns and 10 picks in 11 games. And this is most of these seasons, the Chargers were number one or number two seeds. Yeah, you look at uh, 2006, they were 14-2, and two, and they were one and done. Yeah. And in that game, no touchdowns, interception, 14 for 32. Oh, that's real good. <laughs> and that's that's a 14-2 and two team. Uh, that was his first full year starting, so maybe you're like, all right, well, he was young, Nerves. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you look at, all right, the one year that he went to the AFC Championship game was 2007. And the next year, they actually played in the first round. 2008 no 2007 they went 11 and 5 they went to the yeah they played in the wild card round they won they went to the AFC championship game 
and uh, that was the best. That was the best postseason, and it wasn't even that good. He was sixty percent, four touchdowns, four picks in those three games. You know, and then you look at Eli Manning playoffs, twelve career games, eight and four. Obviously, the two Super Bowl runs, eighteen touchdowns, nine picks, sixty point five percent completion. You know, five game winning drives. It just goes to show you that Eli turned it on in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's a bit. That's a big mm-hmm. part of it. I don't know how. I, I just don't understand how people can make that argument and say, "Well, take out the take out the Super Bowl <laughs> runs." That's a huge part of his career. Yeah, I mean, Dan Marino would murder someone to get a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, right. I mean, obviously, Eli Manning's not Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino. Dan Marino would be in the Hall of Fame. Well, he is in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, but I mean, even if he, you know, and he was on some great teams too. But I'm not sure what his overall record was. But I mean, you have quarterback. You, if you want to look at overall record, I mean, Joe Namath went to the Hall of Fame, and his and his career record is much worse than Eli Manning's. And he's got the one Super Bowl win. Yeah, and that was it. That's all he did, really. I don't even know how many seasons he played. I don't think he played that long in the NFL. Uh, he was pretty beat up when yeah. he came into the yeah he had some knee issues and but yeah i mean to me it's not really a discussion if you want to look at the numbers just passing yards touchdowns interceptions stuff like that uh then yeah you could have an you can have that argument with a lot of people but when you get into the playoffs and the stuff that the stuff that mattered and how he got two super bowls i don't know if you no you noticed it but um <laughs> All around Twitter, when Eli retired, there were so many people coming out of the woodwork. Like Larry Fitzgerald's texting him congratulations on Twitter and stuff. So it just shows you how well-respected Eli is. Yeah, and that's, I mean, to me, that's a part of it, too. I mean, he was the the professional. To me, I look at Phillip Rivers, and every time I watch one of his games, he's screaming at his teammates. You know, are you going to have that same outcry of support and love when Philip Rivers announces his retirement? Well, it was it know. when he threw the touchdown pass and he's getting tackled, and he's yelling in the uh, Jaguars guy's ear. Yeah, you'd never see Eli Manning do that. <laughs> you know, Eli Manning was worried about what he was doing on the field and his teammates. That's it. You know, honestly, he'd probably get up and give the guy a pat <laughs> on the back and say, "Nice job." Eli didn't you even know? defend himself when Odell's. Talking to Little Wayne and Justina Anderson. Yeah, yeah, and that's the. I mean, I that at least that's the kind of person I like. You do your you do your talking on the field. You worry about your teammates, and all that other stuff is just outside noise. I think it's just that the last couple of seasons left everyone with a bad taste in their mouth for Eli. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at Philip Rivers' last five years, right? Four and twelve, five and eleven. Nine and seven doesn't make the playoffs. Twelve and four and they make it as a wild card, and then five and eleven. And you look at Eli; his last five years, six and ten, eleven and five, three and twelve, five eleven, and then he didn't. You know, his last full five years: six and ten, six and ten, eleven and five, three and twelve, five and eleven. So that one eleven and five year where they went to the playoffs, you know. I mean, uh, I, I, there's a lot of similarities between the two, and the numbers aren't that far off. They played the same amount of years. Um, the difference is that Eli Manning has the two Super Bowls, and 
I'm trying to see the... Uh, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to see what Eli Manning did in that playoff game in 2016. Not a bad but, game, not a great game. No, it's, but that was also... Odell with the drop. It was the... That was a, that was a dime if I've ever seen one, so... The Miami boat trip game. Yeah. So a lot of it. And speaking of that, you brought up something I wanted to touch on before. Yeah, we're just, just speaking to the incompetence of. <laughs> I was listening to the, uh, GM. the Bill Simmons podcast, and Peter Schreier reported that uh, Dave Gettleman didn't even bother to call back the 49ers for the Odell Beckham trade, and that's why Emmanuel Sanders is on the 49ers. So. I guess the the backstory was the the 49ers they had initial talks for the second overall pick for o, just straight up OBJ. Yeah. But uh then the Browns called and, and offered, said we'll give you 17 overall, a third round and Jabril Peppers. Yes, and instead of calling back <laughs> the 49ers, yeah. Dave Gettleman's like, "Okay, yes." So he didn't even play the leverage game and say, "Well, they offered me this, so what can you do better?" He just accepted it, which is like, you know, you talk about the art of the deal, right? <laughs> there is no art. <laughs> that is not, that is not the uh, the essence of uh, negotiating. Oh my god! So he's like, essentially, could have had Nick Bosa, the shitty version. Of yeah. Because <laughs> he tries to have the Trump mannerisms, but they don't work at all. <laughs> no, no, they don't. And. Uh, you know, when you look back on it, Nick Bosa, second overall pick, I would imagine the Giants would have taken him. Especially since uh, the Giants have come out and basically said they're taking an edge rusher. They need an edge They've rusher. They've needed <laughs> one for years, basically since Strahan left. No. I mean, who have they had since? O.C., Justin Tuck. Well, I, I kind of put them in like the same... You know, yeah, but they played until... the same. I mean, they, to me, they all fed off of each other. You know, wait, when did Strahan leave? Two thousand after, after the first Super Bowl. Okay, first Super Bowl. All right, so yeah, you're right. So talk, human Yura, a little bit of Kiwan, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka. You know, but since then, I mean, that was after the second Super Bowl. So now we're going on like seven the whole, years. Uh, the whole NASCAR package, which Steve Spagnola invented. Yeah. And he's actually the defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, yeah, imagine that. With a chance to get his, uh, I think it's a fourth. Fourth? Because he was the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, yeah. For their Super Bowl run, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, if that's the case, then he's got four, then he could have four. And then he might be all famous. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, uh, not a good head coach. defensive coordinator for four different Super Bowl winning teams. And the Chiefs' defense has come on. Very strong. And they played well. I mean, obviously, the last two games, they've gotten out of the gate late. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at what the Giants have needed. They've been dying for that. You know, you thought, all right, Olivier, uh, Olivier Vernon might help with that, but he was a big-time bust. And bust. paid a shit ton of money. Although, Gettleman was able to trade him for... Kevin Zeltler, the guard from Cleveland. Yeah, so that's, you know, you could give him that. Um, and then, you know, with Marcus Golden, but he only seems to get his sacks, you know, <laughs> when the game is out of hand in the fourth quarter. So they need that guy who's going to turn the game around. And when you – I didn't know that at first, but that – I mean, there were rumors out there that they did talk 
And clearly they did talk. Like uh, Peter Schrager I said, he talking. was uh, John Lynch's sideline reporter when John Lynch used to be the TV announcer. So they're okay. good friends. Yeah. I remember them talking, but I, I didn't realize that it was... Almost immediately. Like, yeah. I would have done that in a second. I mean, it wasn't definite, but they had to go back... They could, yeah. They, they didn't played. make any effort. They to could have played. Force the 49ers to make that decision. Yeah, I mean, you could argue. I mean, the 49ers got Nick Bosa, right? And he's a he's a game changing player. But for how they were set up at the time, they didn't necessarily need to no. draft him. They might have I mean, really considered. They, yeah. So when you look back on it, you're like, all right, that that could have been a reality, <laughs> and that's why. It, because what is it, the 17 pick? Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter need... Lawrence or Nick Bosa? I mean, and you don't have OBJ anyway. And it's not like Jabril Peppers is like this amazing player. Yeah, he's a first-round pick, but... That doesn't mean he's like, like just because you're drafted in the first round. You know, you'd watch a game and you wouldn't even see him on the field and then it'd show up, oh, he has 12 tackles. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, so I guess, you know, he makes an impact, but not the type of impact that a premier edge rusher would be. I mean when he's making the tackle eight yards down the field yeah, I don't really matter. give a shit who's yeah. making the tackle yeah so uh, you know that oh. that just showed me that well what we were both said is we think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer we'll see him in yeah. five years we'll revisit this but I think I honestly think that he'll get in first time based I, off I don't of, see ba- that I, get, I see it based off of not necessarily because of the stats but because of what he was to the game and his name. That's what I believe. The name definitely He deserves helps. to be in. But is he a first ballot? I think he'll get in first ballot because of the name and what he brought to, to the, be honest, outside I don't know. Of the outside of the... I don't know how the NFL votes on the Hall of Fame. Unlike baseball, where it's all the Writers Association. Yeah. yeah. I do not know how the NFL decides its Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, speaking of the Hall of Fame, Derek Jeter. Yes. Bring that up. Derek Jeter getting in... Only didn't get one, one vote. Which is that somebody like that's what you get that's what you get with the baseball process. <laughs> is you get people that wanna like buck the trend like, make for a, some reason. Like prove a point. Because they like, know they know he's getting in, so they don't want to waste their vote. On it. Uh, I don't agree. I wish that uh, but they would to come be honest, out with the names of the people that did this. I hate it because he he, uh, he now moved into second overall with highest yeah. Voting percentage over Ken Griffey Jr. And yeah. I think we would both agree that I would ha- rather have Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. And this may personally. I mean, the argument you can make is uh, like the longevity because Griffey, Griffey was amazing for – he was the, he was the best player in the game for, you know. Three or four years. Yeah. Without steroids. Without – yeah. In the steroid era. <laughs> in the steroid era, yeah. And, uh, you know, Jeter just did it for a long time. That I mean, that's that's really the only argument you could make. I mean, Jeter... Uh, well, Griffey, Jeter has Griffey all the played, postseason stats. That's the yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Griffey played with, you know, uh, you know, and they're not compared the same. You're not going to... Com- you compare Griffey to Bonds. Yeah. You know, like before Bonds started doing all the crazy stuff. <laughs> But Jeter's never going to be compared because that's not the type of player he was. I think Jeter, Jeter I think Jeter hit over thirty home runs once, but maybe. Uh, but that was it. And Griffey was Griffey led the league, I think, three years in a row 
I was like 56, 53. At yeah. one point, he was challenging for the home run record at 62. Yeah. And that was, again, you know, in the, in the steroid era with McGuire and Sosa and all those guys. And he still led the league in home runs. And I've never heard Griffey's name brought up in any steroid no, I mean, things. Never has. So, yeah, I mean, now you have what? You have two Yankees at the top? Yeah, it's Mariano Rivera, who was 100 out of 100. Then Jeter, then Griffey, then Seaver. Yep. So you got three New York guys in the top four. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then your Mar- and then your Mariners guy. So that's uh, it's a nice little thing. But, um, yeah, uh, Jeter getting all those votes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, you talk about the – At least it's trans- – they should just make it transparent, just release everyone's vote. Yeah, yeah, because they – I mean, that, that whole thing happened a couple of years ago with – the guy on ESPN who was like, oh Dan Levitard, yeah, giving out his vote. It wasn't. The thing was, he let uh, like fans vote on it. On I think it was Deadspin. But that just shows you, I think, with the uh, I don't know the nonchalance that they go about this whole baseball thing, and it's almost you know, there are people the baseball well, Hall of Fame. I mean, you could you could have this argument forever about who deserves to be in, who doesn't, but. When you look at the NFL versus Major League Baseball, I feel like the NFL holds it in more of a high regard compared to the to compared to Major League Baseball. Uh, I don't know because I, when I, I mean, look, Bill Cowher got in. They had that at the CBS halftime in the uh, championship game. They they did it for him. And they did it for Jimmy Johnson yeah. too. So uh, I think I think I mean you. But to me, I mean. Does Bill Cowher stand out to you as a Hall of Fame coach? I think he only has one Super Bowl. He has one Super Bowl win at the end of his career. If you want to pull up his stats real quick. But. I I don't think, like. I don't know. He, He did it for a long time as far as. Let's take a look at this here. Football. He coached for, so he coached for 15 years, which is longevity. I mean, 149 and 90. That's some. That's a good record, that's but successful Super Bowl champions. He went to he so he went to two Super Bowls. One and one in Super Bowls. He won one. So, but like I, uh, did Bill Coward change the game to you at all? No, I mean I wouldn't say he changed the game. Um. You know, 149 wins as a head coach. I wonder where that stacks up. Coaching wins all the time. We'll bring that up. I would say not that high. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, he's beat out by, you know, Mike Holmgren, Mike yeah. Shanahan, Jeff Fisher, Dan Reeves. So that's what I'm saying. This is what makes me start to worry about. Mike Tomlin's coming up on him. Pete Carroll. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think the, it's just he wins. coached the premier organization. Yeah. The, no, for, yeah uh, I think, the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's... If he coached the, uh, you know, I don't know, the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals for 15 years, you know, maybe he doesn't get in. I don't know. But it's the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fact that, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers in their history have had, what, like two head coaches? Like, yeah, <laughs> they don't they don't fire their head coaches. They don't, you know. There's no turnover, so he's one of the the handful of coaches that have coached for this organization, and they've won, and he's won a Super Bowl. So, 
I think there's more that goes into it beyond the numbers, but I, I just look at the the MLB does like their old timers, you know, where they just let guys in because they're old and they've been on the, the ballot for like <laughs> well, so many years. It, it used to be you were on the ballot for 15 years and then they changed it recently to you're only on it for 10 and you have to maintain, I think it's double digit percentage or something to stay on the ballot yeah I, yeah i think it's like you know, over 15 percent or something like that um but yeah just i mean essentially john madden only 103 oh 103 wins but they played less they games played back. 14 when they play 12 or 14 games or yeah but obviously you look at john madden and, and the, the he clearly he had. changed the game off yeah. the field and as an announcer yeah. like vince lombardi only had 96 wins yeah but so, I, so it's tough to go by wins. I mean, you look at the impact they had on the game. Did they have, you know, as, like I think power this huge impact? I would say Jimmy Johnson deserved it more, but I don't see Jimmy Johnson's name. Jimmy Johnson, the 80 wins. But he, he has the, the same wins as Brian Billick. But he had the two Super Bowls. He made the crazy trade, the Herschel Walker trade. Yeah. And now, and I, maybe it's a broadcasting thing too. Like he stayed, you know, Bill Cowher stayed around the game. He's part of the CBS football team. Uh, that's why kind of contribution to the sport, I guess. It even did a little bit for me how they did one at the AFC halftime for CBS's crew. Oh yeah. And then one for Fox at the yeah, halftime. Got to make it even, right? I, that that <laughs> did bother me a little bit if I'm going to complain about something. I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, but Jimmy, yeah, Johnson Jimmy Johnson also has the uh, <coughs> excuse me the college coaching too. Yeah, which is something the NBA does. They take into your you take your entire. Career That's why everyone time. is yeah. in the NBA Hall of Fame. That's a joke. Yeah, I mean they look at your USA basketball, your college. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they look at your high school <laughs> career. You know, they look at everything, and then they make a decision. So there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that in the NBA that you're like, well, they didn't have that good of a NBA career. But they were on Team USA for eight yeah. trips or whatever, yeah. and they won gold yeah. every time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's always an interesting discussion to talk about the Hall of Fame because there's, all, there's always people in that don't belong, and there's people not in that do belong, and you just have to find the right balance. I just think the NFL does it. If you're comparing the NFL to, the, to Major League Baseball, I think the NFL does it better in terms of the the – quality of the person that they put in in my opinion what do you what do you think about this idea that they limit it to you know how they did like the top 100 yeah so let's say they do the top 30 of a position of all time and then every year they they can vote someone's bust out and then they just break the bust just smash it <laughs> yeah in front just of in front of them if the guy's still alive they just show up <laughs> <laughs> see that would be must see TV that would be must see that's something the XFL would do <laughs> oh, if, the XFL, Vince. if the XFL lasts for that long I could see them doing that oh Vince <laughs> and uh, the XFL is actually starting up next uh, Saturday yeah so we're going to talk about <laughs> them next week I can't wait we're going to get into it because there, there's some interesting quarterbacks <laughs> I want to you know I'm, I'm becoming a New York player. Guardians fan I yeah. think no there's what are there eight teams there's eight 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 uh, um, Eight teams that uh, let's bring that up real quick because I do want to. I think there's eight teams to start out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep, we have the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, Dallas Renegades, Tampa Bay Vipers, 
Houston Roughnecks, DC Defenders, New York Guardians, and Los Angeles Wildcats. What is that logo for the New York Guardians? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's some sort of cat-type creature. But it's, uh, <laughs> looks like looks like a saber tooth of some kind. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't look like a you guardian think, for me. I think it would be some sort of like knight, you know, or some sort of you know sword logo. Like all the other ones, I can see at least a little bit. This should, this, the wild, the L.A. Wildcats should have the New York Guardian logo. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And the Roughnecks, I mean, there's no real that that. I looks think like, that's just that capitalizing like the, on the, the Houston uh, Oilers, old school. Uh, to logo. me, it looks like what's the uh, the the tower in uh, Paris. What's that called? Oh, the Eiffel it's, Tower. The Eiffel Tower. No, that's, that's just like a knockoff like of a. It's just a crappy Photoshop version of the Houston Oilers logo. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 pretty excited as well. I mean, you look at some of these. It bothers me that uh, Seattle. It's the Seattle Dragons. Because yeah. we used yeah, to have an indoor. Yeah, yeah, an arena football league yeah. team. Let's uh, let's uh, before we get into the Super Bowl, I just want to look at the. Uh... We're pumped for this. We want to become the official podcast of the XFL. <laughs> they they've got obviously they've got a, a lot of uh, NFL kind of washouts, and I want to see the. Um... Oh, they have, okay. So they have the. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get into this. I'm gonna get into week. this because I'm excited. They want to. They they're getting into the. Uh... The over-unders for the teams, <laughs> championship odds, key offensive players. So you have the Tampa Bay Vipers. They're, it looks like their starting quarterback is going to be Aaron Murray from Georgia. If you follow remember him, football, you, you would know who that is. Uh, Dallas running to Landry Jones. Yes, he, he former, had a stint. And he was, he was okay. I mean, he's serviceable. Um, Connor Cook. Connor, there's your boy, <laughs> Connor Cook. little stint with the Raiders. Uh, started a few games, right? Yeah, he started a playoff game actually for them because Derek Carr was right. hurt. That's right. He got destroyed. <laughs> he <game>. sucks so <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, Cardell Jones, DC defender, starting quarterback out of Ohio State. New York Guardians. Matt McGloin. Okay, I cannot be a New York Guardians fan of Matt McGloin. I'm not a. I'm not a hater on Matt McGloin because uh, I, I like Penn State football. So I, I hate you know, Penn State football, but. Oh, Kevin Gilbride's the head coach. There we go. You have to be the fan, dude. You have to be a fan of this team. You Kevin Kildrive, the uh, <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Giants for two Super Bowl runs. And look at the season win over under total four. <laughs> oh, man. They're going to be bad. How can you not root for this team, dude? They got uh, nobody else that I know of. On, I, on I couldn't team. name a single. <laughs> Outside of Matt McGloin. Uh, let's see what it says here. Key offensive players, they list three quarterbacks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's always good. That's always good. <laughs> you have three out of six key offensive players are quarterbacks. Um, no other teams yeah. like that. Yeah, Los Angeles Wildcats. Josh Johnson. Okay. NFL guy. He had, He's had uh, a couple stints around the league. I don't yeah. know if he ever... He was at, he was he was on the Giants I think for a little bit. He played Well, he had like stints with like every team in like the preseason and he was, then... he was drafted by the Bucks I think. He started for them for a little bit. Um Seattle Battlehawks. How many games St. Louis Battlehawks? How many games do they play? Cuz all these over/unders are like 4, three and a half, four. They probably only play like eight games. Jordan Ta Tamu? 
Oh, from Ole Miss? I couldn't tell you. Apparently, in college, he had A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Dawson Knox at Ole Miss. That's a pretty nice uh, supporting cast. That'll make you look good. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who he is. Seattle Dragons quarterback Brandon Silvers from Troy. Don't No idea. It's uh, in Alabama somewhere. That college. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jim Zorn, the head coach. Who are these head coach? I want to see these head coaches. Jonathan Hayes, not sure who that is. Uh, Norm Chow. <laughs> the uh, offensive coordinator, legend offensive coordinator from UCLA, right? Isn't he from, uh, I believe he yeah. coached at UCLA for a while. USC. Oh, no, USC. I'm sorry. Yeah, USC. Um, we'll finish up here. I think that, that was it, actually. I think there are so, nine teams. Uh, eight, there's eight teams. Eight teams uh, in the major metropolitan cities across the United States. Houston Roughnecks plus 900. Looks like the Dallas Renegades might be the favorite to win it all. Which doesn't make any sense because their over-under is six. There's got to be only eight at, games. You look at the Vipers, who's over-under seven and a half, and somehow they have less odds to win the championship. <laughs> Maybe because Mark Tressman's the head coach. That Yeah, I mean, that might be the case. He actually has some NFL ex- coaching experience. Uh, let's just see how many games they have before we get into the Super Bowl here. So it looks like uh, there's, there's ten weeks. Do they have buys? Uh, no buys. And there's a little Thursday night football thrown in there on Fox. Fox must be desperate. <laughs> SmackDown must be off that week or something. Um, no buys. Ten, ten games. And then the playoffs are... Uh, this is, uh, is going to be fun. Right around Easter, I think. This is going to be after fun. after Easter. So we'll see how this goes. It's We're gonna, I'm going to go hardcore into this. It ends right before the uh, draft. Wait, the draft? Is the draft on the same day as their championship? That would be the dumbest thing Vince McMahon could have done. Well, because they put it at 3 p.m. But it's on a Sunday, so lead. it's like 4 through 7. The draft right? starts on Thursday, right? Doesn't the draft start on Thursday? Yeah, so it's so a day it after. it might be... So yeah, they moved the draft be, now, so now it's... Later in the month. I hate yeah, they just talk about things to bitch about. Yeah, they just keep pushing it back. So that's going to be interesting. I am pretty excited for this. Depending on, you know, what happens, you could, you know, <laughs> see some, you know, you have some you have some players that you know, but nobody that stands out. You know, we thought maybe Antonio Brown was going to the XFL after all this. But, you know, he's got too many legal troubles now. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think the XFL would want him, to be honest. But the XFL show made a splash and signed uh, Trevor Lawrence. Offered him twenty million dollars yeah, to come out I mean, for one season. He did say that. Yeah, he did say that. They're not up. They're not. I don't. As far as I know, they're not following the same rules as the NFL. They can. Yeah, no. So there's can, no. They can poach players if yeah. they want. So, uh, which I'm not sure that's a good idea. Well, that's what um, the, the NFL, AFL did. They. They, they went after taking some... all. I know that they, but they kind of had a deal though. With like, I think they had a, they had some sort of agreement with the practice squad rosters. Like they were allowed to take players from that or something. I'm not, I'm not sure, but because the AFL, their original plan was to be like a pipeline almost. Yeah. Um... For, for players to come and showcase, and then they like almost like a G League for the NBA, where the XFL, I don't think that they're. 
They don't have ties. No, no, there's no ties. I'm sense. talking about um the American, what was it? Yeah, Back the, in like yeah, the, the 80s. Oh, okay. I forget what that was called. I think it was just the, the American Football League. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh... AFL. They signed the, uh, I saw it on the 30 for 30, the ESPN documentary. They went after the running back. I forgot his name, but it's the best that never was. The ESPN 30 for 30. Oh. And he signed with the AFL because there was no restrictions on when he could come out of college because he was done with college. He was bored. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if it, if it keeps up. I mean, I'm sure that that's going to become a discussion. You know, the players want to get paid. I don't know why they wouldn't. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he's been to, what, two national championships? Yeah, he's, he's won one. It's like, all right, what else is there for him to do in college? Hey, you know? whoever owns the New York Guardians, I would just... So offer him a bunch of money if they have. And Vince has money. Yeah, you know he's he's got some money, so he's got. I'm, I I want to. I, I hope that he does the same thing he did for the original XFL. First game, he just walks out to midfield and he's hyping it up because he's got you know he's got that million dollar walk, which they're trying to. It, what I saw something on Twitter. They're trying to. Oh, the like, Conor McGregor. Well, yeah, they're trying yeah, to like say they're, they're trying no, to say no, it's his. That was invented by Vince McMahon. Watch any wrestling event from you know nineteen ninety nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and three, and that's his walk. Okay, so and I don't want to hear that anymore. He's all juiced up on steroids. Yeah, and he's he does out his chest. And he does it even better. He does it even better than Conor <laughs> McGregor does, obviously, because he's the founder of it. But that's yeah. That I saw that. I'm like. Eh. That that's that's the world we live in now. It's one of my got, favorite gifts that I love sending that, you know, people. They didn't grow up with that, so now they're, you know, they're attributing that walk to Conor McGregor. It's like no, no, no. That's that's Vince McMahon all the way. All right, let's get into let's get, this. yeah, let's get into the Super Bowl. Enough jibber jabber. Uh, obviously, we've got the Chiefs. We've got the Forty ers um, I've seen the line kind of move a little bit. I think it started off as like two and a half or two. Yeah, but that Chiefs. was the pre. Uh, Usually they said it just based AFC will be like minus three. Okay. That'll be like the opening line. Okay. So now it's it's now the Chiefs are minus one and a half. Uh, I can see this basically going to even to maybe. I think a lot of people are are. are I mean, it says according to Odd Shark, it says fifty three percent are on KC right now, which. I think people look at KC and they see the offense. They just see they see Patrick Mahomes. They see the prolific. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they look at all those guys and they're like, there's no way that Casey's going to lose this game. I have this uh, tweet from Ben Fox at ESPN. Five biggest Super Bowl wagers so far. 684K on the 49ers plus two. Okay. 200K on the Chiefs minus one. 187K on 49ers money line. 150K on Chiefs money line. And 110k on the over. Okay, Six, eight, 684k. It's a lot of uh, <laughs> it's a lot of green. Yeah, it's and that was green. placed at uh, DraftKings New Jersey. Okay, so it was bet on DraftKings. You probably had to get approved to put that bet in by DraftKings because that's <laughs> that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I could see why people like the Chiefs personally, and I know we talked about it. I, I just like the 49ers in this game. I like how they play. 
when you look at the these teams are very even in terms of like stats across the board. Both teams are real fast. Both have good offensive lines, good defensive lines. Yeah. The only difference I saw, and I've said this to you outside of this podcast, was the running game. I would take San Francisco's running game over KC's running game. Yeah, and anytime. The KC's defense struggles against the run. Yeah. Maybe not recently. No, they, they'll give up their yards, and that's the problem is that – that's why I, I believe San Francisco is built to play this type of team because what's the what's the goal to beat – how do you beat this team? You run the football, you control the ball, you keep Patrick Mahomes off the field because Mahomes can score in three seconds. Yes. Yeah, that multiple times. And you look at the two previous games where they got down 24 nothing to the Texans and then they were down 17 nothing to the Titans, I believe. Yeah, they were down. They, they were, were down, down early in that game. It was like maybe thirteen nothing or something like that. I don't. I don't remember. But they were down early, and then they had to come back. They get down seventeen, thirteen to the Forty Niners. The Forty Niners will just control that this clock. They'll run the ball, and they'll be able to run the ball. And then what are they going to do on the flip side on defense? They're going to get after Patrick Mahomes. When you have four first-round draft picks on the D line, five, five for yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, they, they <laughs> got one guy who's not even like <laughs> he doesn't even get to play. Comes in, who is it? D Ford? No, uh, D Ford's on the 49ers now, right? Armstead, Armstead, Armstead. Yeah, so, D Ford is. D Ford's on the 49ers now. Yes. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they got D Ford, mm. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner. Like you go down the list. They've I mean, got guys that they Casey got guys does have a good offensive line. They're good for what they want to do. They want to Fisher and Swartz are both very good tackles, yeah. above average. Yeah, but I mean, when they're just throwing guys at you, how how long are you going to last? Like, it's basically becomes a battle of attrition. It's like eventually it's going to happen. The problem is, it going to happen when you're down fourteen points, or you know, are you going to be able to weather that storm? Because San Francisco is going to just want to run the football. Garoppolo threw the ball eight times last game. And I think the time before that was six or seven. And they put up 37 points. <laughs> it's like, you know, and, you know, and you look at the injuries, Tevin Coleman's questionable. He had that shoulder injury in the championship game. You got to think if there's any chance that he's playing, he's playing. Yeah. So, so they're going to have Mostert, Coleman, Breida. Uh, Although he did say in his, you know, the media day that he is yeah. hurt. He yeah. did admit he's hurt. <laughs> You know, you have to imagine they're gonna they're gonna pump them full of something and get them out there. And I mean, you could argue that they don't even really need him. I mean, he's a good, you know, Mostert to me is the guy. You look at the the divisional game, Coleman was the guy, but Mostert, what he did last game against Green Bay, who I mean, we really haven't seen Burrito this whole post. No, no, he's. I mean, I think he had that. He had he fumbled in in like the the wild card game or something. So he's kind of been on the back burner. But uh, yeah, I mean, whether it's Coleman or Mostert, they're going to be able to run the football. And uh, is the Chiefs' defense going to be able to stop enough to where they're not con- just controlling the clock the entire game? Because I mean, and something I look at is. The 49ers are so battle-tested. You look at some of these teams they've played. Yeah. They beat the Saints in New Orleans. They've beaten Green Bay twice. Uh, they played Seattle 1-1. One and one. 
against the good games. Yeah. They're the best team coming out of the best division. Yeah. That West was stacked. Yeah. I mean, the Rams went, what, 9-7? and seven? Uh, Yeah, I think so. And they, they killed the Rams twice. And a, lot, and a lot of people had them preseason as yeah. the best team in the division. I had them winning the division. As did I, I think. So, uh, yeah, they were kind of, you know, they go 13-3. and three. Right, they went thirteen and three. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, they just have just you look at their schedule and you talk about quality wins and stuff like that. They they have it across the board. The Chiefs, you know, you can't argue with the even with when Mahomes was injured, we really weren't worried about the Chiefs winning that division. Would the no. Raiders flash up for that one week when all of a sudden? Raiders, yeah, I mean the Raiders were six and four at one point, so you could argue, all right, whether they, you know. But they were still a game behind. Yeah, so I mean, and the you know the Mahomes injury, they were still able to <laughs> to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I just I think it's going to be a good game, but if it goes the 49ers' way early, I think that the Chiefs are going to have a tough time. You know they've been able to come back against the against the Texans down twenty four. Texans had no answer. The, you know, JJ Watt. The Texans were with his injury. They they the don't Texans have were lucky to be there. Yeah. The yeah. one thing the Forty ers need to do is they need to keep Patrick Mahomes actually in the pocket because if you look at Mahomes' big plays, a lot of the times yeah. it's him rolling to the right or left and and then making Tyree some Hill, crazy yeah. throw, streaking downfield. You know, busted coverage because it's. Now you're mm-hmm. talking about second and third routes that they're running, and he's just fast enough he'll outrun everybody. And Mahomes has the arm strength, or he he can roll to his left and throw across his body and still throw it sixty yards. Like so, that's how that's how good he is. So that's the scary part. But I think you know you have you look at the 49ers defense as a whole. Obviously the D line, right? And then you talk about you know the linebackers. To be honest, I mean uh, they have Quan Alexander. He he came back healthy. He's made an impact. Um, the 49ers have people at every level, fast. and they have yeah. And that I know you were they saying Dalvin Cook in that game. He looks slow. He slow because the 49ers defense was so fast. And the uh, you know Richard Sherman's playing great right now. He's locking it down on his side of the field. So that takes away. You know, uh, he's not the same I, as he I, was years. I don't ago. see him covering. No, Hill he's not. No, no, no. He, he's not going to be able to. Watkins. I want well, to assume yeah. he's going to cover Watkins. Yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, it's going it's to be interesting to see how Andy Reid goes mm-hmm. about game planning this and where he puts – because he always does a good job. You know, he puts people in positions to be successful. We saw it when, you know, uh, you know Tyree Kill was injured earlier in the year. You know, you see Miko Hardman just go off. You see Demarcus Robinson just destroy teams. You know, and since then they haven't really done much. But you put him in a position to be successful, and that's what Andy Reid has done pretty much his whole career. He's just an offensive mastermind. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the 49ers in this. As game. am I. I mean, the problem is there's no real way to make money off this game because it is betting close. wise. Yeah, I mean, like you say, the guy put a bunch of money on the 49ers money line. I mean, it's plus 108. Yeah, it's nothing. You know, and to me, I mean, I would almost put that money on the the, the spread just to be safe because you can still have the 49ers yeah, lose would... and, and you win. Well, that was the first bet, uh, 684K. You got the 49ers at plus two. 
Yeah. So there's a chance you can still lose this game by one point and yeah. you still win your bet. Which I could see happening. This yeah. game could be that I think, close. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Chiefs are because the thing is is that the 49ers can throw the ball if they want to. Garoppolo is capable of throwing the ball, and they have weapons. They have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, which we talked about earlier. They got him in that trade in the middle of the year, uh, and I thought it was interesting actually. He didn't. Sanders didn't have a bye week. No, yeah, he played, he played <laughs> yeah, every he played every week, and uh, his just, bye week was the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So he was looking forward <laughs> to that, I'm sure. But I mean, you have two evenly matched teams uh, in terms of uh, you know the speed that they have. I would 49ers say, have some serious speed on offense as well. I would say this coaching match was pretty even. Like I was saying, the only discernible difference I see is. The 49ers running game. That's, yeah. That, I mean, the and obviously, I mean, if you were talking about Mahomes versus Garoppolo, Mahomes. Yes. I mean, so so each team has their, you know, if you're ranking it, you know, I mean, if you want to run through that real quick, you'll go quarterback, you give the edge to KC. Obviously. Running back, anymore. I mean, Damian Williams is a great running back. But, but I, I would of, take the trio. Yeah, of, yeah. If you're t- running game in general, you go towards the 49ers, obviously. Uh, o line. Uh, I would I, say I would, even. Uh, if I if I had to choose, I'd say Forty ers just because it seems like they're very good at what they want to do. They run around the football. If they have to throw, they can do that too. So it's almost like you know they just adapt to whatever they need to do. So in my opinion, I mean the, the Chiefs are very good as well. Um, but if you're going, I would I would maybe lean Chiefs just because I feel like the Forty ers get away with a lot of their pass protection because they run the ball so well. Yeah, well, you can make that argument. But, I I mean, that – yeah, yeah I, you can make that argument. Um, I mean, tight end, I think we'd say split. They're Kittle versus Kelsey. The 49ers really haven't used Kittle at all. No, he's literally been blocking. Kelsey's <laughs> been a beast in the playoffs. I think they were one and two in the NFL in uh, receptions and yards or something like that this year. So – um, the as far as defense goes, I mean, wide, wide receiver, receiver. I think you would go with the Chiefs. Uh, I, I actually, I actually, I don't know. I mean, Tyree Kill is the best receiver yes, on the field, but then I think there's a significant drop off overall cast to Sammy Watkins. I would actually put that at even. Okay. Because yeah, when you look at it, I mean, you look at the collective unit: Manuel Sanders and Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's come on real well. He's their speed guy, and they like to give him trick plays. And, yeah, I think, yeah, I I think you could you could you could go even. I I would still lean Chiefs. I just hate Sammy Watkins. I might yeah, be a personal yeah, vendetta. Yeah, yeah, probably. But a I mean, fantasy uh, hatred yeah. towards him. But if you look at Hartman, Hartman's done nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, Robinson's done nothing. Um, yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Uh, defensively, I mean, D-line, I don't know how you can go against the 49ers. You can't go against the 49ers there. Linebackers, to be honest, I don't really know. I don't know the Chiefs linebackers that well. I don't know them that well either. So I would probably lean the 49ers. Secondary, I mean, the Chiefs have Tyron Matthew. uh, (laughs) But that's pretty much it. I mean, defensively, across the board, you might have to go with the 49ers. And that could be the difference in the game. And that's why... You know, if you want to, we'll get into some props now. Um, 
you know, just overall, we're both on the 49ers plus one and a half. Uh, do you think the 49ers are going to just straight up win? I do, yes. I do, too. I, do too. I think they're going to win. So if, I guess if you're that confident, then you bet the money line, but... Yeah. It's, you want to cover yourself. I mean, you take a little bit off the top. Uh, for a bet like that, where you're putting 200000 mm-hmm. on, I mean, you're talking <laughs> about a decent chunk off the top, but, I mean, if you're just putting some, some you know, loose change yeah. down or whatever, then... Uh, and you just want to make sure that you cover yourself. You might think the 49ers are going to win, but you take the safe bet just to to make sure you cover yourself. What I like for the Super Bowl betting is the prop bets. I have more fun with the prop bets. Yeah. Every sharp will tell you prop bets are for suckers, but the Super Bowl is a fun game to watch. Let's be honest, half the time you're going to be talking to someone or just drinking a beer. Yeah, you're not... You're not going to be sitting there intently watching the game. You got Unless you're a going. fan of this actual team. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's get into some prop bets. I know you had some you wanted to rattle off, so we'll We'll, we'll kinda, just do these rapid Yeah, fire. we'll go through these and finish with these, uh, throw out some of these good prop bets for you. I mean, this is my favorite prop bet. Some people would call me a sucker for this, but uh, the coin toss outcome. Coin, coin toss, right off the bat. I actually have statistics on this, so yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm curious what the statistics are. Yeah, I mean, it's minus 105 either way. Okay. But uh, Tails is actually 3-1 and one in the last four Super Bowls. So 75%. And overall, it's 28-53. and 53. Hitting at 52.8% Tails. 20, 28 out of 53. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. No. But that's just, those are the numbers. <laughs> uh, I'm a Tails Never Fails guy as well. Yeah, I, I'm always Tails Never I, Fails. I know that you are. And, and uh, the 49ers are going to be the home team, right? Yes, they have the better record. Yeah. So the 49ers are the home team. Chiefs would be calling the toss. Uh, I would imagine they're going to choose Tails, <laughs> you know? Um but yeah, I mean, you like you like in your prop bets on linksports.com, You put that was my prop that bet. Was your prop bet. You get right. ready. Then let's be honest. You're either really upset if you bet a little yeah, bit of money, well, or you're starting yeah. off real hot. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. You just get it out of the way early. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can start drinking then afterwards. Yeah, if you lose, you start drinking because you because you lost and you're <laughs> you're upset. If you win, you drink because you're happy and you know you have a little bit of money in the bank right off the bat. Um. What's the next one you got? And then, uh, what do you got? Let's go to uh, Color of Gatorade. Okay. I know this was a bit, you brought this up earlier. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of internet started. rumors going around that uh, the teams might do purple Gatorade to honor Kobe. What about yellow, though? Wouldn't that be the same? I would is say it, so, what are, what but I, I guess... What are the odds on purple and yellow? This is We're getting our odds from uh, DraftKings Sportsbook right okay. here. They have a lot of these fun prop bets, which are actually legal bets. A lot of websites or actual like casinos won't take these bets. Yeah. But uh, purple is going off at plus one twenty. Reds plus three hundred because you get both teams colors or red. Yeah. And red, I think, is the most common Gatorade color anyway. So. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, yellow and green plus three seventy five. Clear slash water is seven to one. Orange is seven and a half. None is plus nine hundred. And blue is 
11 to 1. Why is blue like the outcast? I don't know. I, I guess love blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade is the, is Glacial the, is the best Gatorade. It's clearly the best Gatorade. Or blue, or cool blue or whatever, it's, or whatever it's called. But yeah, I mean... Let's be honest. 11 to 1. I mean... Purple is the worst flavor of Gatorade. Uh, I don't... I don't, I don't if you drink some purple Gatorade, I don't trust the you. Worst. I don't like green Gatorade. I, I got Diamond Tap you can drink if you want a purple <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> purple, purple Gatorade. I get the whole Kobe thing. I mean, we didn't really talk about it. Obviously, it's a tragedy what happened. There's not uh, much to I, say. I, mean, I think, it I think it's, everyone lost the you know, It's been talked about so much. Um... You know, obviously, it, it just sucks all the way around. But if that's what they're going to do, then... It makes sense, it makes and it would be a nice little thing to honor him. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't think... I, I, I find it hard to believe that that much planning will go into it, you know? Like, let's put the purple Gatorade out there, make sure that... But they, that's a Gatorade sure... thing. Like, you no, think Gatorade, yeah. like... They would have a hand in it, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, all right, we got to stage the purple Gatorade so that they know which one to get. You know all that stuff. It's like is that makes me think. Thinking about that at the at no the after you won the Super Bowl. No, nobody's gonna be like, oh, we got, oh, we gotta find the purple Gatorade to make sure we dump it on you know whoever. I think it'd be more like what's Patrick Mahomes' favorite Gatorade that he likes to drink. That's the color I'd be worried about. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm in. <laughs> or even Andy Reid or the, well, yes, the head coach. Like, what Gatorade do you want? <laughs> you know, so. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one, but that's because, that's basically just a shot in the dark. Like, I mean, that's just a fun one. Yeah. If you like, you know, obviously the thing is, is that all these prop bets they they show it. Like, yeah, they show all this stuff. Oh yeah, now they so definitely sit show there it with like a mm -hmm. clicker and they'll you know time mm -hmm. the national anthem to. I think one. That's I think one of my favorite. I think a good one was that I saw is will there be a scoring drive that lasts shorter than the national anthem? I actually have a national anthem for a shortest drive right here. Any scoring drive that take less time than the singing of the national anthem. That was going to be one of my props I was going to give. The problem is you don't know <laughs> how long it's going to take going in. So you're making just... Yes, you know, you it's have... minus six and a half. 6.25, I'm saying. What do you mean? Uh, so the scoring oh, drive oh, takes less time. Okay. So you're looking at let's say a three minutes song to. Typically, I think it's around like two forty, two forty five. Two fifty is like long. Well, let's see. How long does she hold out her brave? Yeah. When does it officially end? Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's why it's tough. <laughs> if you get something, if. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because it, you're thinking of quick score, you're thinking of the Chiefs, right? And then you match it up against the defense. I don't know. This, I don't know. You don't want to think about it too much for this for the prop bets. <laughs> you just kind of go with your gut. I, on, the, on the prop bets, I think mostly you, you're going with your gut. On the prop bets, you look at what do you think the game flow is going to be? Yeah, and that's I how mean, you, you could bet. argue that. Yeah. You could, if the Chiefs are down early, they're going to be pushing the ball. And you saw they scored three touchdowns in three minutes. I mean, against, like every second quarter, the Chiefs score. Against the, against the Texans, they scored three Four. touchdowns in three minutes. Yeah. Like, it was insane. <laughs> so, it is possible. Um, All right. So, uh, this is a fun one. Any quarterback to throw a forward pass after a lateral, quote-unquote, flea flicker. Yeah. I like this. You're getting said yes, you're getting plus two and a half. I could see that. I could see it on both sides. I know. I think there's going to be some tricks in this game. I think there's going to be some tricks, whether it's, you know, uh, 
a, a wide receiver throwing a pass or something. Um, what was the uh, what were the numbers on that? Uh, yes, was two and a half. No, minus three seventy five. So you're getting plus money if you're betting yes. So you're just hoping for a flea flicker. A one flea just, flicker. Just, just the just doesn't the need attempt. to be doesn't even need to be completed or attempt. anything. Uh, yeah, I I could I could definitely see that on both sides. I could see that. I could see the 49ers doing a little trickery like that with you think the first play is going to be a run and then you yeah. you throw a flea flicker in real early. I could see yeah I could see that on more on the 49ers side uh, with how they run the football. You know, throw a little flea flicker action in there. I could definitely see that. What about the one where you had uh, oh, um, players to throw a pass? Total players to attempt a pass over two and a half. So you just need one other person besides quarterback. So again, a or if a quarterback gets hurt, you win this bet too. That's true. If, if a if backup, they to, if they have to come out yeah. for a play, that's true. That's a good point. That's uh, and, and what, again, what are the plus one twenty four on that. Okay. That's that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. I, I I don't know which one I like more. That or the flea flicker. Flea flicker, you just need it to happen. Honestly, you can bet both, and you're not betting against yourself. Yeah. If Emmanuel Sanders throws a pass. Yeah. No, you could. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I, the flea flicker, I might see happen. I I can I could see that happening a little bit more because you want to keep the ball in the. You know, in, in the Chiefs' case, you don't want anybody throwing a pass, really, except for Mahomes. But throw a little trickery in there. I can see I can see both of these. Kyle Shanahan's a wild card. He is. He, only, he, I mean, Andy Reid is who he might he's going to yeah. come up with. You know? Let um, Travis Kelsey throw a pass to Tyreek Hill? It's happened. I know. So. It, it's not insane. And honestly, <laughs> I, I, I think Emmanuel Sanders has... Thrown passes for Thrown floor. passes, I want to see. I'm going to have to look that up, actually. Let's see what his... Uh... He has 35 passing yards on the season. So I don't know how they would... Oh, passing, here we go. So in 2019, he's one for one. So he's, he's, he's thrown, thrown three passes. Three passes in his career. And he's three for three for 78 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah. he gets it done. I could, uh, you know, the thing is, there's so many athletes on the field. You like, you have to think that they're going to do that at some point. And you're getting plus money, especially for the flea flicker, plus 250 on that. That's not bad. Especially if, like, the 49ers are down and they need a play. They need a spark play to... But you, I, I could see, well, for Emmanuel Sanders throwing them. Yeah. For the flea flicker, they could do that at any time. Yeah. They could do that when they're up by two scores. I really like the flea flicker. That's I think my favorite. I might just so I might just do that. Just then the whole game is just rooting for a flea flicker. Yes, yeah, sitting there, you're just yeah. Come on, do it. <laughs> and all he does is all he has to do is release the ball. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't matter what happens. No, it could be picked. Don't take off. a sack. Just just, lodge, just yeah. take a shot. You know, even and, if it's fifty yards over flick, their head. Exactly, flea flicker. You know, <laughs> you see him just launch it, even if they've got nothing. You know, just out throw everybody. Oh, man, that's a nice one. Uh, you've convinced me a little <laughs> bit on that. And then one of my favorite ones, as a fat man myself, fat man touchdown. Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown. Is that what it's actually labeled as? Yep, fat, fat man, man TD. <laughs> Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown. Yes, 2,300, plus 2,300. Okay. Could, I could see Andy Reid. 
I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, does that so it's just any old lineman? Yes. It can't be like a linebacker or anything like that. It's just a it's just an old lineman. According to this, it looks like it's just an offensive lineman. Okay. So they have okay. So can't. Oh, you could bet. I mean, we've seen D linemen do it. We've seen any offensive or defensive lineman score a touchdown, but you're only getting six to one on that because you get all the defensive plays. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's an that's that's a more obviously with the odds. That's a that's a that's a riskier. That's a riskier bet. That's you hope they bring an extra offensive lineman and sneak them out. Yeah, for some reason. Or a broken field goal, and for some reason he goes out on. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one too. Then we we talked about this off air. This was a fun one. Jersey number of first touchdown score, including overtime, over twenty six and a half. That means the jersey number has to be higher than twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. What are the odds on that? Uh, over is plus one fifteen. Under is minus one forty three. Okay. If you're betting the under, you get basically every running back. You get Tyreek Hill, the quarterbacks. You get a lot more players for the under. You get all Chiefs receivers. Except Kelsey. Well, yeah, except Kelsey. Um, So, really, if you're taking the over, you're looking at basically Mostert, Kittle, and Kelsey. Or a random player. Or random tight ends or something. That's... And that's why it's minus 143. It could be a defensive player that scores you don't see a lot of low numbers on defense because you get all you get the safeties you know Matthews, yeah but those are like two 30s usually sherman's 25 i mean yeah so, so you do get some defensive players you get more players with the under under um so but then you lose out on you know kelsey's obviously a big one kittle's, kittle's a big kittle's one, a big one. although you don't see much from him and Mostert scores out. I mean, you get most every game yeah. in the playoffs. So that's that's an issue. I, I kind of like that one as well. If if I was going to do that, I'd probably take the under just because of the volume of players, and you do get Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, but mm. that that's that's a good one. That's an issue. Those are some fun novelty ones. Then we'll go into MVP. If you think the Chiefs are winning, you're betting on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't get yeah. the MVP. So. There's no point to talk about any chief. Yeah. Um, because you, you got to think if if one of the wide if one of the receivers goes off, it's it, because he's having a big. It doesn't game. matter. That's they're not giving it to anyone over Mahomes. The only person I could see besides Mahomes is Kelsey. If he has a game like he had against te- the uh, Texans with the three touchdowns. <coughs> yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. But it's because of Mahomes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like if he catches three touchdowns, Mahomes has three passing touchdowns. So that's. No, if the Chiefs are winning, Mahomes is getting it. Yeah. Unless it's, Unless it's for like some reason, 13-3 to three or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. I don't think any of us or any experts sees the game being 13-3 to three Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they, they gave the – didn't Tom Brady get the MVP last year? No. Uh, was it James White? Edelman. Edelman. Yeah. He had a nutty game. Oh, Okay. I was thinking he was like the, the only uh, one off. I was thinking of the Falcons, where James White had like no, they still gave it a Brady catches. Yeah, they still okay. gave it a Brady. Well, that okay because they put up a bunch of points, but yeah, okay. I think quarterbacks have won it nine out of the last eleven years. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Or something uh, like that. It's eight uh, or nine. Uh, on the 49ers side, you have a lot of options here. 
if you think the 49ers are going to win and just dominate the ball rushing, then you you want to bet Mostert. Yeah. You're getting him at 9-1. to one. Garoppolo's pretty much out in terms of, for me. Like, I don't think Garoppolo would win. The way that the 49ers play, if the 49ers are going to win the game... And dominate the game. Obviously, that's the only way Garoppolo would get it. I would think, unless unless it's like another Saints game where it's 48-46... Then obviously Garoppolo would be the the answer, but I don't necessarily see that happening. So, in my opinion, you're looking at Mostert. I'm looking at Mostert. Maybe Kittle. I don't really see Kittle. No, I don't. I don't really see Kittle either. Debo Samuel maybe because he runs the ball a lot. They love a trick play with him. He gets a couple touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing, or something like that. Um, but I'm I'm interested in the defensive players. I mean, Nick Bosa is the top defensive player at twenty five to one. That that's interesting to me. I just don't see him having. You got to figure he needs at least three sacks and force a turnover somewhere. Yeah, I mean he could do it. I think the last defensive player was Malcolm Smith. If you want to look up his stats for. Yeah, he well, he was a linebacker because he had that he had that pick defensive touchdown. Yeah, so yeah, he uh, you know you pretty much need that. You need that defensive touchdown or some huge turnover. Yeah, a forced fumble that results in a touchdown and a few sacks in there. I mean, I think he's capable. He's capable of having that type of impact on the game at twenty at twenty five to one. It's worth. Uh... I mean, you want to throw, you know, a couple bucks on it or something. That's not like I wouldn't advise you against it because if you it depends again, it depends on how you think the game's going to go. If you think the 49ers are going to win the game, then you have to imagine all right, they're going to run the football, they're going to control the clock, their defense is going to be on the field not so much, but they're going to shut down Mahomes. And the way that they're going to shut down Mahomes is through the pass rush. And he's the best pass rusher on the team. Yeah, I just I just don't see it. I think it's too hard for a defensive lineman to win because we watched both Giants Super Bowls, and if yeah. a defensive lineman was well, ever going to get one, that's what it comes down to at the at the end it, of the game. It would have been that two thousand seven, yeah. two thousand eight Super Bowl. Yeah, with the drives at the end of the game, you can't really you can't take mm-hmm. it away from the quarterback on that because you know they are the ultimate reason why they won the game. So. Yeah, it just depends on how you think the game's gonna go. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to throwing a couple bucks on Nick Bosa just because it's possible. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's insane to think that he could have a, few, a couple sacks and force a fumble, and you know, he has an interception return for a touchdown this year, so I don't think that would happen. But I mean, you never know. Twenty-five to one. I mean, I might, I might throw a couple bucks on that. I would lean Mostert or Debo Samuel. If you're going 49 Yeah. Yeah. I think Tevin Coleman's too hurt to really impact this yeah, game. Yeah, I don't think that. You know, Mostert, he can he can catch some balls too. I mean, he could get he, he'll have the most touches, I think. He'll have the most touch. He'll have the most opportunity. So, and that's really what you want. Yeah. And if you think the 49ers are going to win, then that's kind of the direction you go in. What are the odds on him? Uh, Mostert's 9-1. to one. So, that's, that's pretty good odds. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Who's the... The overwhelming, I'm assuming, is Mahomes. Mahomes is. Is he minus? Yeah, he's plus 115. Oh, that's all. Nice but at that point, yeah. you might as well just bet the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah, you might as well just go all in then if you're gonna if you're gonna go with that. Um, 
Who's the is Mostert the best ranked 49er? Position player. He's the best ranked position player. Garoppolo's at plus two twenty five. Okay. So yeah, I just I don't see I don't see Garoppolo. If he you know, throws for eight way, passes, there's no possible way he can win the MVP award. There's no way they would give it to him. I don't think that he the only way that he would get it is if they win, obviously, and they put up a bunch of points. And if that's the case, you know, he's he's shown that he's capable of doing it, but I don't know. I don't think that that's the way the game's going to go, to be honest. I think I think this game is going to be in the, you know, you talk about the over. If you want to talk about that real quick, it's 54 and a half right now. I think that's... It's in play, but I'm just worried about... You see it in a lot of Super Bowls. Teams come out tight that first. Yeah, they just you know the first quarter, quarter it's like three nothing or something. I mean, I, I bought a box and I got the be- I think I got the best number. I got, I got zero seven. Forty nine ers zero, Chiefs seven, and that could win. Every, that could win every quarter. My girlfriend got eight eight. Oh no! <laughs> so you're hoping for like twenty eight twenty eight to go to over or like now you into the fourth quarter. You can only go. You can't win you can't, the fourth. You can't win overtime. Yeah. Yeah. So you're hoping for like 28, 28 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, first, second, or, uh, third. At the end of the third. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I mean, the way the Chiefs score in the second quarter, you never know. They like putting <laughs> up twenty eight points in the second quarter. Um, um, some fun ones. Who do you think is going to score the first TD? This is one of my favorite things to bet. Yeah, first time. I've actually been pretty hot with this. I hit the Josh Allen one. You hit it, but. It didn't go wasn't through. Able, yeah, wasn't able to put it in. So, and then what? Uh, the um, oh, uh, some running back I hit too. I think it was Damian Williams. Yeah, yeah, Damian Williams. You hit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, for the first for the first touchdown. This uh, is where you're getting your best odds. First or last touchdown, and then you can always bet the player to score. I mean, if I'm going based off of if the Chiefs pick tails and they win the toss, they're going to defer, I would think. So they'd give the ball. 49ers get the ball first. Uh, I mean, obviously you're thinking Mostert. I might go if I was picking one guy. Uh, I'd go Kittle. I'm curious what his odds are on that. Kittle first touchdown is nine to one. I'd go. I'd go Kittle. And then you can always bet him any time to score and plus one ten. Okay. What about this name? This popped out to me. Kyle Uschek. Kyle Uschek. Forty-five to one. Oh, that's uh. To score first. So what and are you he, thinking? He's eight to one to score. You think? You get Jimmy G a little confidence from the one or a little play action. A little play action. Flat. Hit him in the flat. They do like using him in the passing game. They haven't done so recently. They haven't shown it in the playoffs, but if you look back... They they do like using him in the passing game. That's he does have call. a lot. That's an interesting call. Let's look at his... Uh, I, I don't think he has much this season, but if you look at him... I don't even know how to spell Kyle Juszczyk. I know there's a Z in there somewhere. J-U-S-Z-Y... Oh my god. Yes. Uh, this is a scramble. I think I, I, think I got it close enough because <laughs> it came up. Um, yeah, I mean, he had seven catches against the Cardinals. That's what I'm saying. They do yeah. like to use him. 
They do, yeah. And they haven't shown it all playoffs. He has he had, not touched he had the 20, ball. He had 20 catches for 239 and a touchdown. So they do. I mean, in the yeah, in the playoffs, they haven't. Um, I was looking for. Go to uh, they would pro football the, reference. Uh, the playoffs, but. I hate a. Uh, yeah, it's. Bing is Bing is a terrible. Negative, not, right? uh, not pro football focus. Uh, pro football reference. Pro reference. No. What? What's going on here? Uh, Max Carroll, the only person in the United States that uses Bing as their search engine. No. Um. All right. So playoffs. Playoffs in 2019. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any targets yet. He doesn't have any targets, no catches. So, you never know. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Shanahan does like using him in the passing game. But for a in fullback, the, I mean, if you look at the 2000, what was? When did they make the playoffs last? Well, the last time he was in the playoffs was uh, 2014 with the Ravens, and he had six catches for 45 yards. That's what I'm saying. In, in <laughs> two games, and he only started one of them, which I don't know. Fullback, I guess maybe. You know, if you don't play the first snap of the game, you technically you technically didn't start or whatever. But this is a fun little. Yeah, no, that's uh. That's uh. Oh, I got ten bucks left over and whatever I put in to the bookie. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah, throw it you, on that. Yeah, you got. You might as well forty-five to one. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna bet that, folks. I promise you, I'll bet that. <laughs> first touchdown, Kyle Uschick, forty-five to one. That's uh. That's an interesting take. Because you could see, I mean, they, you know, they're on the three yard line or something. They could do a little play action, get them to bite, and then Uschek's just all alone out there. That's kind of why I was thinking Kittle too. Like, you get a little play action going, um, and then, you know, someone's going to be open because they're going to, they're going to, you know, thinking that they're going to just run the football. So, yeah, there's some interesting prop bets. You have anything else for us, or was that what you wanted to run? Uh, one more. This is this is for you since. You're looking at taking Nick Bosa as your MVP choice. Uh uh-huh. You can also bet him to have most sacks in the game. If you're betting him to win MVP, you might as well you, do that. You bet him to have most sacks in the game. You're getting that at plus fifty five hundred. Plus fifty five hundred. So you're getting it five and a half to. Oh, five fifty. Five fifty. Okay, yeah, plus five fifty. That's still not bad. Five fifty. No. Five and a half to one. And you think if Frank he gets Clark actually is higher than him. Really? Yeah. And you can always bet turnovers. I mean, interceptions. I usually like betting interceptions, but... I don't know. It's tough. Like you said, uh-huh. they play tight. They're not... You might only get 10 throws from Garoppolo. Yeah. No, if I was going to bet over receptions, I'd bet it on Mahomes. Yeah. Because he's just going to sling it around. You know, he's going to have... You look for opportunity... And the volume of, of throws that he makes, there's just more opportunity for him to throw an interception. So that's kind of what you're looking at for that. But it looks like DraftKings is a pretty nice layout here. Yeah, no, uh, DraftKings is my favorite uh, mobile app. I've only used DraftKings and William and Hill, so I can't speak yeah. to other ones. No, the uh, I mean New York's got to catch up, man. That's, We're waiting on it. That's the bottom line. I know that I, I was looking into it the other day, and apparently in like 2013 they had a a law that they put that you could place bets in person, but you can't sports book. Yeah, 
but you can't do it. You can't do it through an intermediary. Yeah, and you need or... to be actually in the physical mm -hmm. building. You can't go through sites and things like that, which in 2013, you would think, all right, they're ahead of the game at that point. Like, you can, mm -hmm. you can legally bet on sports if you go to a location or a casino or something and a sports book and you do it. But now it's like, what happened? <laughs> they were ahead of the game and now it's seven years later and we don't have anything that you can... Meanwhile, wow, Jersey's just soaking up all the money. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Might have to take that uh, The 10-minute the train ride. 10-minute bus or uh, train ride. Yeah. It's it's an hour and a half for us. I know. it's To the city on, yeah, by train. And then it's literally a five-minute train ride over <laughs> the border. But the, you have to do it while you're like yeah. within that five minutes. You got to just, you just, like, you just get off you gotta the, have everything ready to go and then just jam it. You just it get in. off the first station. You place all your bets, walk to the other side, and jump back on. Okay. Oh, okay, so I was thinking you gotta like sit on you sit on the train. They bring you into Jersey and then wraps around and comes back. So you only have five minutes, dude. Imagine that scene. They should build that track. Imagine that they would make so much money if they built that. Track. Well, I'm just like envisioning it in my mind, like the craziness on the train. Everyone, like I could see it, like. Like you think of like, it's like, like a, a roller coaster tycoon game. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a everyone screaming at each other. Oh yeah, gotta get ahead, man. Get that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> that I feel like that would be like an event to go to. Like, oh my god! Just for New Jersey guests, Transit, yeah. let us build your uh, train tracks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what we got for you in terms of prop bets. Yeah, have fun with it. The Super Bowl is something fun to bet on. Yeah, uh, you know, you're part. You're at a party. You drink. You're not. You're not watching the game. You know, I. I know people that just have commercial parties. You know, they hang out and that. It's not so much for the game. It's for the commercials. But if you don't have a stake in terms of like the team that you root for playing, if your significant you well. other is dragging you to a party, yeah, that you don't want to be at, you better have money on this game. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only way that you're gonna you're gonna make it through the whole thing. So enjoy it. Uh, take some of those prop bets. Interesting. You know. The two that I, you know, the uh, flea flicker. I like the flea flicker, and that's and my the, favorite and one. And you brought up use check. I mean, that's uh, that's my that's, that's your shot in the dark play. one. You're, yeah, so I'm so, gonna bet him to score at eight to one and first touchdown. Okay, so he's your guy then. Yeah, he's your guy. What about MVP? Yeah. I don't know. I should MVP. bet him. I didn't look up his MVP odds, but yeah. uh, it's probably uh, <laughs> if he even has odds. Uh, I'm sure he, he might does. be off I'm the sure board. He, does, he might be in the. Field. In the unbettable, yeah. the unbettable range because it would be too much. <laughs> but uh, so that's what we got for you. Uh, you know, prop bets are always fun. Obviously, the game we're both on the 49ers plus one and a half. Uh, we and we both think that they're going to win outright. So uh, looking forward to the game. Uh, you know, obviously discussed Eli Manning. Um, sad to see him go. As but I think it's uh, you know he's good. he's riding off into the sunset and. You know, it's a new era in uh, in Giants football, so we'll see. But uh, enjoy. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about next week uh, how the Giants have assembled the worst coaching staff I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, we didn't even get on that. <laughs> Let's yeah, we'll save that for next week, and we'll uh, talk a lot about the XFL. I think we'll do. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously do our summary of the the Super Bowl, and then we're just gonna <laughs> jump right into the XFL. I'm, I'm excited going. for that. I'm excited. I'm, going I'm actually gonna hog. do. I'm gonna do a lot of research on that. Um, cause that's, that's going to be, that's going to be fun to watch, I think. So, uh, enjoy the game, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, whatever your plans are. Make sure you're safe, obviously. Uh, don't drink and drive. Enjoy time with your family and friends and, uh, play some of those prop bets. Have a little fun mm -hmm. with it. So we'll see you next week. Enjoy the game. 
And uh, here's to squaring up the sharp. 